Welcome back to the Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I've got Matt with me on the podcast today, and we're going to talk about the last game of the Hawks and where we think they need to improve going into next season. Hawks won their their weekend game and lost the last game of the season. It was a heartbreaker in overtime. They had a four-minute power play going into into overtime, and they couldn't uh, they couldn't close the door, which was uh, kind of actually reminiscent in a tale of their season of having their defensive woes. So um, some bright spots from the game. Once again, Vinny Henestroza looked very well. I think he played very well. He seems to play really good with, with Hagel. I hope to see them uh, paired up again next season. Um, but the most glaring thing that we have are our defensive, uh, our, our defensive numbers. The Hawks allowed 49 shots on goal today. Colin Delia on in net stopped. Uh, what did he stop? 44 of them. I'm not sure. You know what more you can ask from a guy who hasn't really had the opportunity to play much at the professional level all season. And uh, it, it, to be honest, I thought he played okay. Uh, nothing where I think this is the guy that we need going forward as a backup, but. Uh, I think that he looked a little better than uh, than Malcolm Subban, but that's not really saying much. Uh, I, I really like some of the defensive players that we have, but I think that we have a system problem in Chicago, a defensive system problem, and it really needs to get fixed because what would you say, Matt? Maybe like the past two months, the Hawks have just, it seems like they've just, let let they're like letting every shot through uh, onto the goalie. What do you think? Yeah, I've been saying it for a while, and I it's just really it's just getting old. I mean, it like I said to you earlier. I mean, it took Pat Foley the whole season to admit the Hawks have a pretty bad defense, and um, I mean it. They're not changing anything, you know. Usually, a coach will, you know, want them to tighten up, and they haven't. And they're relying on our goalies to uh, make a lot of saves every game. And we don't, we don't have an elite guy like Henrik Lundqvist that can that can do that. Like a guy who could stand on his head. Yeah, he Henrik Lundqvist used to do it all the time, and I mean, the Rangers knew he could do it. That's why they, you know, they played this the way they did. <laughs> Yeah. He could steal games, and I, I mean, there's a couple goalies that can pretty much win you a game. Uh, you got Tuka Rask, who maybe not this season, but in the past he could win a game, and Carey Price, he's been hurt, but we, we don't have those big-name goaltenders that can do it for us. Do you think that going into the offseason, do you think that the Hawks – should spend money on a goalie considering we're, we're going to have some cap space with, with, um, with Siebes and, and, uh, Andrew Shaw's contracts. Yeah. I mean, I would sign a, a guy like even anti Ranta who knows how to start games and play a lot of minutes. And, uh, you, you'd actually take, you know, a load off Lankinen if he's going to be the, the future number one guy, I don't, you know, like Jake said in the last podcast, he's not really sold on him. I 100% agree with that because, you know, we, we have a small sample sizing. Like he said, we we don't know how he's going to play against St. Louis or 
Minnesota. And it's good to have a guy who's got, you know, a lot of games played. I mean, if they want to go and spend more money, like on a Tuka Rask, I'm not, I don't know if he's going to resign in Boston. But I mean, the Hawks are going to have space. Maybe they can give him a one year deal like they did with like uh, Robin Leonard last year. It's worth a shot. But I don't know Bowman's plans. I, I honestly don't. I think that. Bowman has something in his head. He's just going to do it. And and unfortunately, he doesn't get punished for his mistakes because he's the boss. Yeah. Personally, I think that the Hawks need to invest on the blue line for um, a couple more veterans to to help with some of the younger defensive players and at the same time add money to the uh, to one goalie. Not to mention having a center that can that can win faceoffs. I mean, we can't send David Kampf out there every time that we need to fa- um, win a faceoff, un- yeah. unless Jonathan Taves is playing. But if we can add one center who can be consistent at winning faceoffs, I-, I think that can make the world of difference for the team, especially starting off in an offensive zone and having uh, possession, a defensive zone possessions as well. Yep, I agree with that one hundred percent. I hope. To God that uh, we get Taves back because he's a. There was one point in his career he was winning over seventy five percent of his draws. That's just how good he is. And if you want to play a puck possession style, like I feel like that's what the Hawks kind of want to do. It's like a copycat league, and winning faceoffs is the first key to being a good um, puck possession team. Do you think that? Do do you think that the Hawks defensively are? Do you think that would you say that the players are are okay? That there's a problem with their system, and and that's translating to so many shots. Or do you think it's you know the the system all around? I I think it's it's the guys. I mean they're they're younger. They're gonna make mistakes and they're they're learning. Uh, it is the system too. I mean it. I, I don't know what they're trying to do. I think they have offense on um, their mind before playing in their own zone. They that's a lot of teams are like this now. It's it's like I said, it's a copycat league, and I I just don't we don't have the personnel to do what Colleton wants. I, I mean, if I I would absolutely invest in a defenseman that can play. Like Seth Jones, you know, I know he's not oh, a free no. agent. Uh, I I would love to have that guy in our on our lineup. He would be an awesome fit here. Uh, but you know, there's not that many guys available this uh, summer. I think the biggest defensive name is that uh, David Savard. Maybe you got uh, uh, what's his name in Dougie Hamilton. I think he's in uh, really? Carolina, but. Is it Dougie Hamilton? I could be wrong, but he he's more of an offensive guy. You know, he puts up a lot of assists and points, and I, I want a guy who is solid in his own zone first. You know, I was looking just for, you know, shits and giggles. There is one clip of Eric Carlson on, Ugh. on Twitter, and he was undressing Phil Kessel on the blue line and then he lost the puck and it was meant it was uh it was meant to show how how great he is and you know he's a great winger yeah yeah i was gonna say 
he's he's a winger playing on uh playing a defensive position. You know, that's all that he is. Have you ever looked at his numbers, man? His career numbers, he's a minus 61. I believe that. That's and, unbelievable. Uh, it, I and when it, Pavelski scored tonight, the yeah. first thing that I thought of, why would the Sharks get yeah. rid of this guy for Eric Carlson? 25 I, it's goals. Just, I don't understand why they would do that. It just, I still, every time I see the guy, I'm like, he should have been a shark for life. I wish the Hawks could have got him. Yeah, you know what? I think him and Kane would actually play good together. I think they, uh, they actually, you, you know, know what? what? That Olympic, they yeah, might have they played did. together they with did. Kessler, right? Wasn't yeah. Kessler their center? Yeah, he was. That's a sick and Actually, uh, Kaner played really well with Kessler. You know what? There was rumors when he was, um, on the block in Vancouver that they were trying to get him over here. And can you imagine that Taves and Kessler as your one, two centers with <laughs> Bolin as your shutdown. Yeah. That would have been amazing. And, and it's funny because, you know, Kessler and Taves were practically the ex- exact type of exact type of player, except that Kessler was a one time 40 goal scorer. Yeah, well, and, Kessler has got a little bit of an edge to him. Yeah, he, he does. Could, he could he could be a, you know, he could be a, a hitter. He could he'll fight you. I don't. I think Taves was more of just, uh, you know, just a smart guy and didn't take stupid penalties and get into that type of style unless he absolutely had to, which he he only did against Kessler. And uh, he fought Joe Thornton, I think, twice. Yeah, that bum. And you know what, man? I I give him a lot of credit because Thornton's a pretty tough guy. I mean, he's not necessarily somebody that you'd want to fight. Well, yeah, I guess you could call it a fight. I, I thought it was more of a sucker punch that, you know, started Taves' uh, concussion issues. I think he's had two of them, and I, I think one of them was from Thornton. Really? And the other from Willie Mitchell with a blindside hit, which, I mean, it was a blindside hit, but Taves did have the puck. Right, but Thornton was more of a a sucker, so I'm I'm not a big fan of him. I I mean I know Justin's got to be excited that you know he's he's a he's on his Leafs, but I, I I think he's been a playoff ghost his whole career, and that's why he hasn't won anything. Yeah, I I agree, I agree. But m- moving forward, um, you know Dylan Strom scored a goal tonight, and oh, you know just God. when when you're ready to write the guy off, you know he scores a goal, and you wonder if this is one of those things where you know, the management is thinking like, oh, you know, he scored again, you know, maybe trying to validate that that contract and, and that that purchase. Do you think that maybe Strom will be taken by the crack and do you th- or do you think that he's going to be on the team next year? Well, we can hope that he gets taken. I think it actually actually helped us. If anything, they like he's how many goals did he have this season? Like 14 or something? Let me check, but go, go on ahead while I check. Well, I, I mean, it helped him if the Kraken need a center or, you know, maybe what, what would you consider him? A, I don't consider him a top six. I think he'd be like a maybe like a seventh or eighth forward. <laughs> Honestly, I just don't. I didn't see the hype. I think he benefited from, you know, Dave's being hurt and oh eight goals while wow, I gave him way too much credit. Uh yeah, I, if he scored fourteen goals, you know, I could actually you could actually make a case that's not for him bad. even making the yeah. team next year. You know what I was thinking of Kubalik, I think. I think Kubalik is 
was seventeen. That. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I think he benefited from Doc being hurt and Taves being hurt, and Bowman panicked and had no choice. He had to get a center anyway, you know, with a little experience because we didn't know what Suter was going to be like, and it actually it, it helped for a little bit. I thought Strom showed some shades of like, oh, wow, man, maybe he uh, maybe he is going to be okay, and I think he got hurt. And then he came back. He even looked good, but then it, he just disappeared again. So I mean, I, I we can hope that he gets chosen by the uh, Kraken. If not, it's going to be Dahan. And what's that? Another four million in cap space to us? Right, right. Yeah, so that, that could be a positive on that. I think Suter and Kurashev are somewhat on the I don't want to say bubble, but you, you know, development-wise, you're just not sure what you have. Because I think Suter needs more time and Kurashev needs more of an opportunity. Uh, playing more, some more, I don't want to say top line minutes, but more mid mid to uh, maybe second line minutes. Because I think he's got a pretty good shot. He's responsible defensively and he, um, and I think he plays pretty well, man. But where, where do you see, what did you see out of him in this last game? Kurashev, I noticed when, when he gets like bumped or hit, he loses the puck pretty easy. Yeah. I thought at the beginning of the season, he was a great floor checker. He was always on the boards and winning puck battles. And I didn't really notice it that much the second half of the season. Yeah. I just noticed the uh, emergence of Brandon Hagel. I thought hey, he was kind of getting it together with, with his speed. His, his feet were keeping up with his hands and scoring some big OT goals. And I, I'm excited for his future out of anybody yeah yeah i am too i i think that he's definitely been probably the uh, you know the the diamond in the rough sort of speak from the young yeah. players that we've Suter, you could say that year. too Suter Suter yeah. played very well he had i think 14 goals he had 14 goals on the season this year yeah um i was probably looking more closely at the defenseman and i think that uh riley stillman will be It'll be good to see him develop for next year. A Wyatt Kalanuk, I think, was was a bright spot. Uh, you know, seeing that we have other guys other than the more more publicized players that have been, you know, like Adam Boquist, Ian Mitchell, Nicholas Bowden, and um, Riley Stillman. I think will have a, will have a, a chance to to definitely play next year. I, I want to see him play. Uh, obviously, I just talked about Wyatt Kalanuk, and um, you know, Adam Gaudet came to mind. I liked, uh, you know, he, he seems like he's he's got some grit to his game, and uh, and he gives a lot of effort when he plays. So I would I definitely want to uh, want to see uh, more of him next year. And as far as the goalie situation, man, uh, I just don't know where to go with it. Lincoln yeah. needs a teammate, and Subban, and I'm sorry to say, from what I've seen from Delia, is more of the same in every single game, and from what I've seen from last year. And I'm not sure if he'll be able to put it together or if he needs more time. But he also seems to be uh, how big, how tall is he, man? He doesn't seem to be a big guy. I'm not. I'm not sure, quite honestly. I. Uh, but I agree with you. I. I think that it's time to move on from those two. It's. It didn't work out, and I think we should really invest in a free agent goalie or trade anything because we need an experienced backup. I think that should be the number one thing we need, ex- except health. We need health, but <laughs> yeah. 
that that's what I would be hunting for first. So in closing, the Hawks had a lot of promise. Um, they, they, you know, they put up a fight. They didn't, they weren't able to make it in the end. And to be honest with you, all you can ask is for a team that, that fights and, and plays with pride. And, and to be honest with you, they did, uh, their power play, you know, was practically non-existent at the very last end of the season. It being, you know, top three in the league for most of the league year. But um, but there were some very uh, bright shining spots. Um, Alex Dabrinkit and his two way game. I think that he's been playing a very very good two way game. And the same thing with Patrick Kane, and uh, him playing uh, very very well. Uh, but uh, closing out the season, I'm, I'm interested to see where this team goes next year. There's some there are some bright spots, and they have they have a they have a bright future ahead ahead of them development wise. Uh, but I'm very excited to see where they go, and uh, it's going to be an exciting summer. Moving on to some NHL news. It looks like the Montreal Canadiens have clinched their playoff berth, even though they lost to the Oilers. Did you did you see anything on that? I, I saw that they clinched, and uh, it looks like the uh, Leafs will be facing the Habs, which will be great for Canada. Looks like McDavid, I think, ends the season with, what, 101 or 102 points? Did he uh, get two more tonight? Let I'm me check. Sure. I, I'm sure he did. I mean, he can put his skates on and he gets a point, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Point. Yeah, I, I watched that game Saturday where he, um, where he did get the... Um, 100. He got four points that game. He had a goal, his first shot of the game. Holy smoke. Three assists, and uh, just he controlled the whole game. It's amazing. Oh, Patrick Kane finished the season second in assists. And yeah. uh, it looks like Debrinkit came in third with, uh, I believe, 32 goals. Which is impressive for him. He great bounce back year, and I, I think Kaner finally found his trigger man. Which is something that he we've been looking for since yeah. Panarin left. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and say that Debrinket's going to stay in a line with with Kaner once again. They need a center. Who's it going to be? And um, yeah, we got I, unless we find somebody or we just keep throwing guys in there that fit, I guess. But I mean, I would like to see an experienced guy, Doc. Ho- I mean, I guess you could go Doc, or I mean, if Taves comes back, why not? Yeah, because Doc, man, he's got a he's. He, I think he's a great passer. Yeah, he's got good hands. He's he's got good vision, and and that's what uh, those types of guys need. And he could probably create some space for um, the Brinkett, and you know, Kaner can create space. He could create space in a phone booth. That's how good he is. So, yeah. I mean, let's see. Get him the puck. Uh, Brinkett wants to shoot, and we don't have a lot of guys that want to shoot. I mean, I, I, top of my head, I think Kubalik's another one of those guys who wants to shoot. I, I actually like a Kubalik, Hagel, and uh, Hinostrosa set. Yeah, I, mean, I was actually get some just speed. Say that. I, I like that. You, you know, it, it's it's really interesting because here's a scenario for you. Uh, even though we were supposed to move on from the Hawks. If Taves comes back, does Hinnestrosa move up to a top line pairing with him and and uh, Brandon Hagel? Yeah, that could that could work out. But um, what do you do with Kubalik then? Oh, okay, I, okay. I, you know what? I was thinking. Um, 
as a, as a third pairing, I was thinking Henestrosa, Brandon Hagel, and maybe Kurashev, and then a top line pairing of uh, Taves, Taves, uh, Kubalik, and um, and uh, you know, to be honest with you. Whoever. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta find a guy. Maybe they'll sign a guy this yeah. uh, summer. And I mean, there are some guys available that you know. We got that uh, Mike Hoffman's a big name out there. Is he going to be I, available again? I think he only signed a one year deal with uh, St. Louis, so he will be available. I mean, you got Taylor Hall, but I mean, I wouldn't invest any money in him. I'd rather if if I can get Mike Hoffman for five point five million. I, I see why not. Well, yeah, he's another one of those guys that likes to shoot. And, he's solid. Uh, he will shoot, and he puts up good points. I think he actually has more points than Taylor Hall, and they both started around the same time. And uh, I was real surprised to see Hoffman sign with St. Louis so cheap, knowing yeah. that Taylor Hall went to Buffalo for $8 million. That's That's a player I would have compared numbers to. I'd be like, hey, man, look at my numbers compared to him. Yeah, maybe he should hire. He should hire. Um, who's the center? Center for uh, for the Blues. Forgot his name, man. Uh, for Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, he yeah. should get his agent. That that guy. You know what though? That guy's a freaking just. He's a, an NHL player. Like, yeah. He is just. You you look at him and they're like, God, oh, that guy's a hockey player. You know, he's <laughs> he's a uh, plays great in his own end. And yeah, I was really surprised they gave him the captain. Yeah. I mean, but I guess they love him there. They're they're obsessed with him over there. Really? I mean, I'm surprised they didn't give it to like you know a guy that's pretty much been in the system. Uh, what's that guy? Tarasenko. Uh, not Senko, the defenseman. Um, big guy. I don't know. I'm losing. I, you know, and I and I really liked him. I, it's gonna come up to me, but he he's a defenseman. He uh, he's I think he's been with them his whole career, and that's why they probably felt comfortable letting Petrangelo go. I'll get it. It's going to take me a while, but I'll get it. But I, <laughs> anyway, he, moving uh, yeah, moving on. Um, No, go on ahead. What, what you were going to say, man. I mean, I like, I like Mike Hoffman. Uh, I think that he's got pretty decent yeah. speed. He's got vision. He's good defensively and he, uh, he can score goals most importantly. And actually he could, he likes to score goals at the United center as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, St. Louis did sign what's his name, uh, Krug this year from uh, uh, Boston. Tory Krug. Which, t- Tory Krug. That's not him. It's it's the other guy. Hold on. Uh, it's still it's bugging the shit out of me. Uh, Colton Perenko. Oh wow, Perenko. I I thought he would have got it, just because he's uh you know he's real good off the ice with fans. He's you know that they had that girl who was uh pretty much you know she was going through cancer and uh she was they were rallying behind her that year they won the cup and that that guy was so good to her and he gained a lot of my respect because i you know we gotta hate the blues because it's st louis <laughs> but uh i really i respected that and and you know what he was a, he's a solid player he was a solid defenseman and but uh I, yeah moving on <laughs> <laughs> the blues <laughs> and they made it, and they're facing off against Vegas, and that's going to be a great series, man. That's going to be rock'em, sock'em robots, I think. It's going to be 
nasty after the whistles. And you know, uh, Bennington, he's got an edge to him. Yeah. I know he doesn't take any any stuff, you know, any snow showers or scrums in front of him. He's going to get involved too. And he was uh, he was really good that season. They won the cup too uh, against Boston. He was getting in their heads and skating by the bench and mocking some of the guys on the Bruins and. He was backing it up with his play, though, so that's going to be a great series. It looks like the um, the Panthers shut out Tampa Bay. I'm yeah. telling you, man, I think Tampa Bay might be out in the first round. I don't know. I, I mean, I'd hate to play against Coach Q just because he's a legend. Uh, but I think when Tampa gets their boys back, they're going to get their MVP and their captain. They're going to be a different team too. So we, it's, I don't yeah, know the yet. Kershaw hasn't played all year, and Stamkos is Cooch. just waiting for. Uh, Stamkos is just waiting for. Uh, wait, who did I say? Kershaw. Kershaw. Kucherov. Geez. Kucherov. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nikita Kucherov. Uh, he MVP. Hasn't played, he hasn't played all season, and Stamkos is begging for another injury. You know, and uh, it, it's almost like right. it's it's just just waiting to happen. You know, the know, guys, he fragile. reminds me a lot of Pavel Bure. You know, could score goals like nobody's business, but just could not stay healthy. He's got a very, very underrated shot that, I mean, he's, him and Ovechkin, man, they can fire he's it. accurate. And same with Panera and the bread, man. We know that firsthand. He was just, those guys with their one-timers, man, they are just great. Wow. So, yeah, just a couple things to talk about there. The playoffs are shaping up. We're gonna do another. Um, we got a. We have an interview with Dave Hansen coming up that we're gonna be releasing next Monday. Very excited about that. Oh, um, I I know you are. I know you are. Yeah, and I mean, uh, he's, and he's our legend. next podcast is going to be a playoff preview podcast. I know this is primarily a Blackhawks podcast, but we're gonna keep it going going into the playoffs. So we're gonna turn it into kind of a playoff show. And uh, it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. We've got more interviews coming down the line, and um, it's 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 uh, it's really starting to shape up uh, from what it from what this started a couple months ago. We really appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to us. Thank you. Uh, we love doing this, and and more importantly, we want to be something that everybody can listen to. Uh, obviously, the podcast is free, but we want to give our honest opinions. You know, we're not employed by the team. So, you know, we could say things that, you know, Steve Conroy's not going to say on air, you know, because, I mean, it's important to have transparency yeah. and honesty. It took fully and, all and, year to speak the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and who knows? Maybe they, you know, they said something to him about the little comment that he said about blowing his brains out. And he, and you know what? Uh, there's a lot of truth to what he said uh, uh, from what the players uh, went through, just staying in the hotel or yeah. they or they have to be at the rink, you know, and yeah. uh, and he he spoke his opinion, and you know someone come told came and told him, and and you know what to be honest with you, I don't think it's that big of a deal uh, of of what he said, and uh, you know, but of course politics kind of come and play into it, uh, you know, yeah. they don't want to they don't want people to be up in arms about what they're talking about, and uh, and I think that uh, he didn't really say anything wrong, and it wasn't really that big of a deal, yep. but don't uh, apologize if you didn't say anything wrong yeah <laughs> but uh Peterson. but anyways that's what we got going forward uh hey matt who do you want to give a shout out to oh i want to give a shout out to one of our loyal listeners uh he uh he's you know he's always given us 
positive messages. Hey guys, great show. Uh, Piercy from uh, Canada. I'm not sure where you're from there, bud, but uh, he also wanted me to give a shout out to his pup, Coach Q. <laughs> so <laughs> he uh, he sent some pictures. He's a pretty cool dog. He's got a cool Hawks bandana. And uh I'd like to give a shout out to uh, my cousin in uh, Boston. Uh, remember 17 seconds, Greg? I do. Um, <laughs> and uh, we got, uh, you know, I... It's been fun doing this. I've had a great time, and uh, I, I look forward to this. You know, every every week, and just talking hockey, laying back, and just relaxing, taking your mind off. You know the the stresses of the world, and it's been fun. So yeah, let's has. keep it going. We can talk some playoffs and get involved with us, and and have have some comments with us. Anything. It's 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 been great. Yeah. Shoot us up. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we love talking. Get us up in the comments on YouTube. Uh, we, 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 we monitor it. So we'll, we'll answer back. Uh, and e- even if, if you don't agree with what we say, you know, you get on there and just tell us uh, to go fuck off or something. Cause that's always fun too. come and chirp yeah. us. We it's, won't uh, cry. Yeah. We got, we got no problem with it. You We're know, not going to cancel you. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all fun. It's all fun. Thank you everybody. I uh, thank you for listening. Hit us in the comments. We love you guys. And uh, this is a Tomahawk, and we're out.